Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the My IT Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry Labaugh. Hi, everyone. And in addition to Terry, we also have my children. They're off from school today, so they decided to come into studio while we're recording. Say hello, guys. This is Devak, age 7. Hi. And my older son, Ishan, age 10. Hello. So, Terry, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was nice and quiet, and just me and Keith and his mom, and it was a good one. Yeah, we, we, we like hanging out with family over Thanksgiving. We do. We also had a pretty good time. It was my boy's request that we have corn chowder in a bread bowl, because we're vegetarians, or they're vegetarians, so it's not the traditional turkey Thanksgiving, but we had corn chowder. What did you think, guys? It was, it was awesome! <laughs> We have an awesome and a delicious. So I guess those are two thumbs up <laughs> for dad. Good, yeah. <laughs> you guys are free. Go play your video games. We're going to continue our conversation. And we're going to keep with the theme of family for this show, but in kind of a different way. Of course, we have our regular families, which we got to spend Thanksgiving with. But we also have our work families and our tea families. And they kind of came together for this show. The folks from Fresh Cup Magazine, I sit on their editorial board, and as part of my business family, that's an extension of them. I love the owner of the magazine, Jan Weigel, the editor, Chris Ryan, and the whole staff is just fabulous. And they are doing a tea almanac. They do that every December. Mm. Some of my musings are in there about tea trends and the things that are going on in the industry. But also in that magazine is an article on Kenyan tea. And they interviewed Joy Jaguna, and she is from the royalty of Kenya and utterly fabulous. She's a fascinating lady. She's amazing. I really enjoyed talking with her and just meeting her was amazing. Yeah. And so as part of the inspiration for that, we decided to go ahead and do a show on Kenyan tea and on her company, the royalty of Kenya. So today I'm going to get into the history of Kenyan tea, what it's all about, where it comes from. We're going to have an interview with Joy, and she's going to talk about her family, which includes her grandfather, who's the oldest tea farmer in the world. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It is. And their history, and a really touching story about what happened with her and her family in the tea business in Kenya. And then later, we're also going to talk about what the teas are like from Kenya, what's really there, and some of the things that you need to know about Kenyan tea. And so that's going to be the bulk of the show, but this is only the first half. We're going to also talk about where Kenyan tea is headed, and that's going to be next week's show. But to begin this week, we just got to talk about where things start from. And in fact, when you look at it in respect to the entire world, you might be surprised to know that Kenya is the number three producer in the world of tea. We spent all this time talking about India and China, yeah. who are one and two. And of course, Chinese history is like 5,000 years. Right. And in India, it's relatively shorter per se than that. It's probably only about 150, 180 years old in terms of how long tea has been grown. But in Kenya, it's shorter still. In fact, it doesn't even start until 1904. And actually, the plants that are in Kenya originate from India. We talked about the fact that there's really two types of tea plants. Mm -hmm. There's a Camellia sinensis, which is called the China type, right. and Camellia asamica, which is the Indian type. And the ones that grow in Kenya particularly well are the Assamese types. And so they started planting there in 1904. It's funny that you say that that's so recent, because by American standards, that's a really long time. <laughs> it's a really long time, but not by tea history. Not like, by tea standards. Tea, tea standards, 5,000 years. So, <laughs> so 
well, by Asian standards, it's quite new. And basically, it was because it was a British colony, and they were looking for more places to grow tea. And in 1926, two companies, Brook Bond, which is still in existence today, as well as James Finley, both British companies, decided to make it more of a commercial venture. And so they really invested and expanded the operations of Kenyan tea and Kenyan tea planting. Kenyan tea just continues to grow. And then something very significant happens in 1954, something called the Swinerton Act. Now, what that does is it allows the farmers in Kenya, the actual people who have the small farms, to move from what we would call sustenance crops to cash crops. So now they were allowed to grow more than just the food that they could consume on their own. They could be engaged in the growth of cash crop. Prior to that, anything that was cash crop was controlled by the British government. Right, right. And so in 1954, they were free to do that. And now you begin to see the small farmers planting tea bushes. And in 1957, you finally start to see commercially grown Kenyan tea from these small farmers who are growing the leaves. And one of those farmers is Joy's grandfather. When we come back, we are going to listen to the wonderful story about Joy Jaguna and her grandfather. It was an interview that we took at the World Tea Expo. Unbelievable. You're going to want to listen to what she has to say. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, Yerba Mate and Pu'er Tea. Yerba mate is strong and grassy while pu'er is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, yerba mate and pu'er, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of mayatea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on mayatea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Minnie Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by producer Terry LeBaugh, as well as my children, playing in the corner, video games, hanging out, spending the day with her dad. It's going to be a good one. While we're on the theme of family, we wanted to share with you a story that we got when we were at the World Tea Expo in June. I did an interview with Joy Jaguna, and she is from the Royal Tea of Kenya. And the history of her family and the history of Kenyan tea are intimately tied. Let's play you a segment of that interview where she covers some of her family's history in tea. My family has been in the tea business for, I would say, over 50 years. 
my grandfather is the oldest tea farmer in the world. He's 111. And he was one of the pioneer farmers of tea after the British decided to let the native Africans grow tea. My great-grandfather and his father had so much land, so much land, so much acreage, in fact. I think they told me that the land was really 6.2 square miles, which is the size of Ann Arbor. And this is ancestral land, so it's independent land. And he, of course, being one of the children of my great-grandfather, inherited land, as was the case by tradition. The sons always inherited land. So he decided, instead of growing horticultural crops and keeping cows, he decided to get into the cash crop economy because he had heard it was a good thing to do. And he went and he got training in Kenya and started his own tea farm, which was about 30 acres that he started. And so he's one of the first people to grow tea in Kenya. And of course, my whole family has been involved in tea because all his sons grew tea, including my father and my uncles and cousins, you know, male relatives grew tea. This was our staple. You know, this was their way to provide for their family. So I hope I'm not being verbose and talking too much about this but it's just something that when I think about it I can literally see the tea on the farms and the wind blowing through the leaves so you're kind of taking me back Mr. Manish and, and that's not my intention. No, that's my intention. I want to take you back a little bit. That's exactly where we want to go with this because you have a perspective on tea that is unique. We heard some very touching stories about the things that your father and your uncles have gone through. You referred to your father as the Mandela of tea. Can you share some of the stories that your family has gone through in order to make that title part of his name? My father has been in politics for a long time and he has championed the rights of tea farmers. One of the things that is so unique about our family is that we come from a very independent stock of tea farmers where we feel, and the tea farmers feel that if we are producing the best tasting teas in the world, then we need to be paid or they need to be paid a reasonable wage and reasonable prices for their tea. And so my father championed that and had an organization and tea farmers under his organization actually went all over the world speaking for their rights. And this was in the late 90s. He actually spoke to the BBC. He was on TV in Kenya because he was standing up for the rights of the tea farmers and what it is because we were under a very repressive regime at that time he would be harassed they tried to kidnap him in one incident some thugs and some police actually collaborators with the government put him in a car and were going to actually kill him and the tea farmers in that area heard him scream and they came to his rescue about 50 of them and warded off everybody else and he was able to escape his house was burnt down and what he did is when things calmed down, he quickly got himself a team of lawyers, sued the government, and won. And what it is, is my father has a law now, which is in the Kenyan law books, where you cannot detain somebody without letting them know why you're detaining them. So he's very historical because his law is now quoted in the courtrooms of Kenya. It has set the precedent of human rights. 
And so I could go on about my father and his struggles. I could go on about my uncle who was brutally murdered by thugs. He was a mayor of a city, an urban city, again, fighting for the human rights of people. Because tea rights and human rights run very parallel in our country because tea is the number one cash crop export financial provider of Kenya. We rely on tea. And because of that, when you are fighting for tea, you're really fighting for the rights of Kenyans. Wow, she is so well-spoken, isn't she? I could listen to her all day. I really could. She's amazing. She's a hoot to hang out with, too. I've got some off-the-record stories. I know. I'm (laughs) jealous you got to hang out with her at at Philly. Yeah, when we went to the World Tea Tea Expo Expo at the Philly, we got to spend some quality time just hanging out at the hotel lobby. (laughs) Quality time with Joy. (laughs) Yeah, it was really fun. There was a group of us, but it was really funny. (laughs) She was quite a hoot to hang out with. Well, when we come back, we're going to get into specifics about Kenyan tea. We've talked a lot about its history, and we've spoken as one of the great ambassadors. But what is it about Kenyan tea that you should know? When we come back, I'll cover all of the details. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, everyone. This is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in the studio today by producer Terry LeBaugh, as well as my children, Ishan and Devak, sitting in the corner, hanging out with their father today. In keeping with our theme of family, we got a chance to share with you the story of Joy Jaguna from Royalty of Kenya, who was so kind as to give us her story about her family's tea plantation in Kenya. Brilliant story. If you're interested in any of the teas that she's got, we actually have some on our website. We've got a couple of them. You can visit our website at www.mayatea.com and find not only Kenyan teas, but all kinds of great teas that we offer. Of course, if you'd like to contact us directly, you've got a question about Kenyan tea or a question that you'd like for us to answer in regards to tea, send it to our email address. That's steep at mayatea.com, S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. Also, if you're a fan of the show, you can fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And for a lot of information about this Kenyan tea, you will want to look at the article, Fresh Cup Magazine. That's freshcup.com, and you'll see an article written by 
by the editor there, Chris Ryan, my boy there. He's awesome. <laughs> he is pretty and, cool. And he did a great job of writing this article. Now, when history. does this article come out? It's, it comes out right in December, so okay, it so. should be up by now. Awesome. And it's the Tea Almanac. It's a great magazine. If you're interested in tea, they cover a lot of topics about tea. It's really a fabulous issue to reference. Now, I want to get into a little bit more about what Kenyan tea is like. If you are familiar with it, you're lucky. It's not very common here in the United States. I wondered about that because you said it was the top. It's number three, it's number in, three. in the world in terms of production. And I really have never had any until I tried Joy's. That's so. right. And so it's really just expanding here. But historically, much of the tea has gone to Europe, specifically the UK. In fact, I found out at the World Tea Expo in June that 50% of all the tea that's consumed in Great Britain is actually Kenyan tea. So I suspect that a lot of those European countries who like their tea really strong and who maybe like to have a little milk with it mm -hmm. are using Kenyan tea because it does have a really aggressive body. It's very bright. It's very strong. Some floral notes, some woodsy notes. It's a really powerful, powerful black tea. Now, an interesting thing about Kenyan tea is that almost all of it is manufactured in a process called CTC, which stands for Crush, Tear, Curl. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is that the leaves are put into machines, and it's a completely machine process. And those machines and those rollers crush the leaves, tear them, and then kind of curl them and roll them. And so the end result is tea that is quite good for tea bags because right. it's small and infuses quickly. But the size can range anywhere from really, really small, almost like pieces of cornmeal, all the way up to like a couple millimeters in size that are like almost like really small ball bearings huh. that are rolled. And so the large ones probably won't wind up in tea bag form. They're still good loose leaf, but the small ones really are great in tea bags. So that's typically the use for those teas, and you'll find them there. But that's kind of changing. They are moving into what we call orthodox production. Which I have never heard of before. I know it, and I'm not going to define it for you. <laughs> We're going to talk about orthodox production next week. If you want more of the details, you can read the article on Kenyan tea, and we go into it a little bit in detail there. But we want to talk about where Kenyan tea is headed, and that will be the topic that we cover next week, along with more from Joy about her company, because she is kind of leading the charge in that direction for Kenyan tea. So it's going to be something you will definitely want to tune in for. I want to thank you for joining me in studio this week, Terry. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're not going to disturb the boys. We're going to let them do their own thing. But, <laughs> but I'm happy they were here because they're going to make the rest of my day very, very much fun. That's cool. And I want to thank all of you for listening to our show. Hope you join us next week. But until then, please remember, we are ever so grateful to have you as part of our family here at Steeping Around. Steeping Around.